0: Another Voice in the City by Arya Rafid Amrullah, a play by Group 2 of Class A. Characters Arya Rafid Amrullah as Madison, Arshida Alfianti Putri as Ruth, Ayunda Deshinta Dwi Satya Putri as Christy, Anisa Deshisa Fitri as Yaka, Bagus Prawirayuda as Forlorn, and Ahmad Ikrom as Tristan. Narrator Aisyah Hidayah Another noise in the city. In a bright day, in the middle of the noon, a famous philanthropist, Madison, 34, was sharing his fortunes to a crowd of people for a social media program with his two staff, Christy, 25, manager, and Tristan, 26, cameraman.
1: Alright, cut! It's the best take we got, boss.
2: Phew, finally. For the love of God, if it's not boiling hot, babe, someone get me lemonade.
3: Okay, boss. Here it is. You did a quick job today.
2: Well, thank you. So how's the business?
3: So far, so good, boss. The clients said they
0: are interested in investing.
2: Good. I'd like to take a call with them while you guys smack out.
0: While Madison was talking to the phone, a group of bystanders was watching from afar. Ruth, 45, Yakka, twenty-two, and Forlorn, thirty, were having a conversation.
4: Oh, Yaks, what's cooking today? Do you see that guy there across the street? He was giving away a bunch of stuff to some randos.
1: Oh,
5: really? Then why didn't you tell me? I could have you some stuff, you know.
4: There ain't no trucks, you junkie. Well, why don't you ask this lad here? His kids were in the crowd too.
1: Ha huh, I wasn't there dude. Yes, me boy was getting struck from that big shot. But you see, if I were to go those goodies, I'd leave you trams out of here.
5: What's with the tone, F? It was your bad today.
1: <laughs> Not funny, Yaks. See, some dude back there was making fun of me, mom. Those bastards should be taught their lesson.
5: Aren't you bold, F? Go teach them a lesson.
1: I would. If they didn't have a knife,
4: See, this is why you both should just quit whatever way crack you both are smoking. Anyways, why don't we see for ourselves if we can get some of those goodies? Um, no yaks. it's not a gem crack you junkie. <laughs> well, maybe I can trade this for some spitballs.
0: No, you won't. Tell the three guys walked over the road towards Madison. The unsuspecting philanthropist did not notice them.
5: Hey dude! Hey!
4: Hey!
0: Shh! Girl, keep your damn a little. This ain't
4: coming out home.
1: See Ruth, this poser really don't know manner.
0: You too. Now, let me speak to the fella. Madison, who had just finished talking to his phone, Looked over his shoulder and saw the three guys walking towards him.
2: When are we coming back? I have a lunch appointment about 20 minutes from now.
0: Um,
3: Tristan haven't finished packing up his camera yet.
1: Sorry boss, I think I left one of my letters.
2: Well, I will wait for about 10 minutes. If we haven't found the ping, I'll be taking a cab. Also, did you notice there's three persons walking towards him?
3: Um, where? I see no one in this particularly crowded slum lane.
2: Geez, you really should be aware of your surroundings.
3: Can't have that with the mom business I have, boss.
0: The three guys finally reached the ground where Madison was standing. Ruth stepped forward and introduced herself. The manager quickly noticed and intervened. Good
3: day, sir. Sorry, ma'am. Mr. Madison is busy and he can be bothered right now.
1: But Ruth was just greeting him. What's wrong with that?
3: Huh. Typical big pocket of rich scum. Sorry, ma'am. But he really can't be bothered right now.
2: Hey, hey. It's alright, Christy. Let them come here and talk to me. I'm not that busy mm-hmm. anyways.
3: But boss, they burst in all of sudden. They seem suspect to me.
2: It's alright. Just let them
3: be.
4: Thank you, sir. Your assistant seems insufferable. You're damn right, Ruth?
3: Well, you guys seem to be having a malicious intent. That's why.
4: No, we just wanted to ask what were you guys doing earlier in the sidewalls with lots of those trams?
1: You guys were giving goodies, weren't you?
0: Initially unfazed, Madison now turned his head towards the group of three.
1: Oh, about that, my fellow
2: friends were already out of supplies.
5: Oh. Now you immediately turn us off when we haven't even asked for it.
1: You're so full of yourself, aren't you? Just like the rest.
4: Hold your horses, lads. Let me speak. So, young man, may I know your name?
1: Why?
2: Why do you need that, ma'am? What business are you in that you have to know my name?
4: Well, so I can call you by name, sir. Boss, should we just go? No,
2: no, no, I like to know what these guys are all about.
4: You probably have guessed why we come here by some description of my fellow peers. We are here to ask for a little help since we saw you giving gifts to people in it earlier.
2: Why? It's like what I thought. And as I said, we are out of it.
0: Madison buttoned up his coat, preparing to leave the scene. Before he could walk off,
4: Ruth spoke. Oh, no, you're leaving. Great, <laughs> I thought you wanted to know what these guys are all about.
3: Well, isn't he clear enough? He said our goods are out.
1: You guys are lying. I saw your dude pack of stuff. It's the goodies. It's not.
3: Well,
4: can I ask you a question then?
2: Yeah, sure. Just make sure it's not super long, cause I have business to do.
4: What would you do if you pass someone in the street who in suffering and you are able to help them at a little cost to yourself? Madison
0: paused his steps. He turned around and stared at Ruth with a blank look. Seemingly intrigued, Madison answered the question calmly.
2: I would help them, of course. But I don't see why you feel the need to ask such question. What I spend my wealth on is none of your business.
5: Then why don't you help us, mister?
1: Yeah, if that is your statement, sir, you wouldn't be walking away from us.
3: Boss, would you like to leave? I can call you a cab. Argue with this guys, only you anywhere.
2: It's alright, I'll make it clear to these guys. So, you two, are you in Saverny?
4: Well, sorry, can you see our rugs and worn out clothes?
2: Yeah, but you're still able to wear it, right? I don't think that you're in a dire condition. That does not qualify as being in Saverny, unless you are crippled.
5: But should we really be crippled just for the sake of getting your help?
2: Yes, I really think so.
4: Judging by that logic, you want treat and diagnosed dying person then.
2: Well, is there any of you that's dying?
4: What if there is?
2: I can get you to the nearest hospital then.
1: Just give us a damn, goodies. We ain't here for head care.
3: See, boss, this guy's a heart hated. There's no
4: gain from this. Now, that's it. That's exactly what you want. You have no empathy. You only care about gaining on your side. Have you been outside? The world's a crumbly mess, and you only care about your own gains.
2: It's not true. I won't over you medical checkup if I have no empathy. Yet you refuse harshly and just decides to continue arguing with this. And frankly, I think my manager is right. This is just a waste of time.
4: You sir, are the most parsimonious person I have ever met. Let's not
2: jump into conclusion here. You never knew me personally, and truthfully, I do not feel the obligation to help the three of you. I never assumed how you got poor.
4: That's barbaric! How could one not feel the need to help others? And I don't mind with you summing things.
2: Well, you tell me. I've offered my help, and your boy here refused. Plus, this argument left a bad taste in my mouth. Now, if you excuse me, I shall take my leave.
3: We're leaving you, sir?
2: Yes, would you like to call me a cab?
3: Alright boss.
2: Thank you.
5: Don't you rich come- Hey! Come back here fella,
0: we haven't finished talking.
1: Very predictable.
0: Madison however ignored the three guys, and as the taxi that Madison's manager called arrived, Madison said his last words towards the three people.
2: Anyways, the three of you, my manager would get to contact with you soon. We'll not tell this argument to anyone, and your goodies will arrive in a few days. Bye-bye.
4: We will not accept from Ritzkamp like you. You will not keep us quiet.
2: you will take it anyways. You won't do any harm to me or my business regardless of your decision. Christie, we are leaving.
4: Alright,
0: boss. You
4: bastard!
0: Before Ruth could say anything, Madison and his manager stormed off into the taxi and rode away from the scene. Ruth tried to chase Madison, but the taxi was simply too fast for her to catch up to. The distraught Ruth returned to her group at the previous sidewalk.
1: Why even chase him? You're not going to change anything, Ruth. That big pocket or loser or won't be changing any soon.
5: Yep, you can't see it from his stance when you walk into that cab. It's like he's so bothered by our presence.
4: Boy, if only I can teach him the true lesson. I'm getting old, sounds like I'm going to die in the street. Well, at least you'll die with
5: us.
4: (laughs) Oh, hell no. I want to spend the rest of my life with my kids. I wonder when will things change?
1: It will, Ruth. It will. But for now, we just gotta survive this ordeal.
4: You're right. So, this is the struggle of being no one. (laughs) I think I'll just cram myself out of here. Are you okay, Ruth? Yeah. It's just that I have a lot in my mind after the argument earlier. Well, see you then. I hope you're doing okay. F, are you going as well?
1: Yeah, I look for something in the dumpster.
0: Well, see you too. The three separated along the way. Birds were singing in the sky, and pretty girls were walking on the sidewalk. It was today that we know nothing changed amidst the noise of the city. But we, for sure, know that life is just as it is.
1: Has anybody seen one of my lands?